Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On this episode of Barbecue and Tech, losing weight while eating barbecue? I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner in crime co-host and the man who has probably lost about 200 pounds eating barbecue, Chris Ashley. What up, dog? What's up? Not quite 200, but quite a bit. How close are you to 200? Seriously. About 35 pounds off. All right, 170. And I'm sure everybody's going to give me grief, but you've dropped mad weight now mind you part of it is your i think your ocd kicks in (laughs) like anything else in life whether you're making brisket or uh, making barbecue but your mind and i think with weight loss and you correct me if i'm wrong i could try to drag you to the gym as much as i want but until your mind clicks and say now i'm focused on the gym Mm -hmm. you might go out of courtesy but you're not that level of dedication and the work that you need to do what you you've accomplished over the last what three years, two years, four years now, four but, years uh, yeah. now. Yeah. You're a hundred percent correct. When it comes to losing a person, losing weight, if they're not really tired of the position they're in, you know, you're either, you know, they'll either do it cursory and then gain it back or they just won't do it. And your mind has to be right. You have to be like, oh, I'm tired of this. It's time to make a change. And it's pretty much the same with most things anyway, especially with losing weight. And, uh, you know, I've lost gain. I was always, you know, I've always been up and down, you know, strong dude in high school, 500 pound bench press, you know, after high school, always been a big dude. But, you know, as life goes on, you weight starts to increase, you get more sedentary. And, you know, for years I was just chilling. You know, I didn't, I didn't care. I was happy. I was still mobile and doing things but it just got to the point where it's just like ah, man i'm just too big I, I don't i'm tired of it you know and then you have a catalyst and then after that catalyst you're just like all right it's time to make a change and you start moving forward yeah but uh man so ho- hello everyone uh so happy that you guys are here so happy you guys are enjoying the show uh to date uh love the comments love the pictures Hopefully, uh, the, the Thanksgiving pictures were fantastic that I saw. Um, a lot of comments and questions. Our two turkeys came out phenomenal. I was I, honestly, very the happy. Best, the best image you got was someone showing you their spatchcock turkey. I yeah, loved that was it. Fun. <laughs> I loved it. It looked great. It did. It, it did. did look good. I can't even front. You know what I mean? That spatchcock looked excellent. 
Um, so good job on that. We should and get that, uh, shirts for uh, barbecue and tech that say spatchcock this. Because <laughs> yeah, so. yeah when I, it went it went great, man. It, You're gonna uh, make people think I hate spatchcock, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not even close. They know what you, you know, really I, think. They heard. They in, heard. In fact, the, the only thing like. I would do one tomorrow with chicken. I, I and I would do one with turkey. I just for Thanksgiving, I like the whole presentation. But you know what? For folks that love that presentation, knock yourself out. It you know it, it definitely can come out looking good and being good. So, folks, if you want to be a supporter of barbecue and tech, there's a couple options you have. We have cutting boards and cigar ashtrays that we make with our own hands and put them in a store available. We've sold quite unbelievable. So we've pretty much sold out of all of our cutting boards. We sold a few of the ashtrays. We still have some available. Um, What better way to chill after a nice barbecue than with a cool uh, ashtray and just enjoying a cigar. Or if you know someone, you know, Christmas is coming up, go ahead and get that gift. Uh, we have some more cutting boards on the way. Uh, so thanks for everyone that supported them. We have T-shirts available, the Barbecue and Tech T-shirt with the acronym Backyard Pitmaster on the back. Those are pretty awesome and looking good and available as well. So that's one way you can support the show. Uh, we have a Patreon with different levels uh, that you can do. You can go to patreon.com forward slash barbecue and tech. Uh, and uh, but most importantly, Please continue to tweet out the episodes and get your friends to listen that are interested in cooking and barbecuing and the technology because, you know, yeah, that's how we grow the show. And we're we're having so much fun that now we really want to see the show continue to grow uh, and more people get involved. The more people involved, the more ideas that are out there, the more people we have to bounce, bounce different concepts off and the better our barbecue becomes and the more tech we learn now one of our fans of our other podcasts uh, smr podcast sent us a uh, technology that's coming out next year where it's a, a gauge for a propane tank definitely something i can use uh so i, I want to read up on it a little bit more before before we talk about it live but uh yeah just being able to go out and visually see or have on your phone i believe it, it had a phone connection where you can see how much propane is left in the tank I'm, I'm down with that because i use my propane tank for my my blackstone grill i use it for um for lighting my actual smoker because i use like a a, a weed torch um so yeah a lot a lot of different use cases where that thing will come in handy so yeah and then we uh any of the technology that we uh, pick or talk about we generally post a link on the show that leads us to Amazon that leads you to Amazon where we will get commission uh, off of your purchase of that. So uh, all those things you can do to support the show. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, sorry, just really quick uh, where Chris said, we do have more cutting boards. I went this weekend and bought a ton of wood. Uh, and actually this, I took off two days this week to start milling wood and get and getting stuff going so that I can uh, try to get some of these cutting boards done and completed out to you. But, um, if there are, if there are specific boards that you're saying, man, I'm waiting on the Allison board, for example, to come back in stock or this particular board, um, 
with any variations, the, the, the boards will never be exactly the same because I don't measure the wood to a precise measurement um, when making them. But if there's a board particularly that you're saying, hey, I like these color combinations, um, let us know what they are. Like, you know, tweet out to the yeah. show, tweet out to Chris, tweet out to myself. Just you're looking for what you're looking for. And um, that'll actually help drive when I'm uh, when I'm uh, doing mass well, assembly over the next uh, yeah. couple couple bit, little bit. But with that being said, you lost – 170 pounds to be more exact uh eating barbecue um yeah. now m- not just eating barbecue it also no. came with a ridiculous fitness regimen um a tremendous dedication to exercise because you have missed zero days of exercise in almost four years and that's what multiple injuries torn bicep uh was one never missed a day of exercise even through that ordeal um knee injuries and sore backs and everything, but I've never missed a day. No. All right. So barbecue is definitely a big part of it. Cause you had to, you had to curb, I guess you're eating. So I'm, I'm going to go under the general assumption that you're not lathering your stuff with uh, sugary sauces <laughs> as you uh, eat. So what, what cuts of meat, I guess is probably my most interesting thing that you, uh, you focused on with trying to lose weight. Um, were there certain things you had to avoid, Let's start there and then let's jump into like how you were preparing the food. So if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I did not avoid any cut of meat. I had brisket. I had ribs. I had uh, pulled pork, chicken. I had it all while I was on this journey. And uh, I I didn't miss anything I wanted to eat. The one thing I did do is I most definitely a reduced my sugar. So I really reduced the use of brown sugar specifically um, and be anything that was sweet. So barbecue sauce, I pretty much eliminated as well uh, when it came to eating barbecue. So to, to kind of level set how I got started and what my catalyst was for me was, yeah, I went to my doctor for my annual checkup. And, you know, my doctor being a good doctor was like, hey, you know, we got to get some of this weight off. You know, you're getting older. It's going to get harder, blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, okay, well, what? she asked me to consider the weight loss surgery. And I was like, mm, not my thing. And uh, she was like, why? You know, what do you have against it? And I was like, I don't have anything against it. I just don't think it's for me. She's like, listen, just take a look at the, at the process See, see what it says, you know, what, what it is. And I did, and I looked at it and I was like, pretty straightforward, you know, and found out that the, that process has been around since like the nineties. This is not a new thing, even though it's probably more popularized today. It's, it's been around, you know, the, the gastric sleeve. So, but I said, let me look at the recovery and instead of the process, because that's what you have to live with. Right. So when I looked at the recovery of it and you know, you got to start out not drinking and eating at the same time. Of course, you significantly reduce your portions, which you have to do anyway when you're losing weight. But you know, as a physical limitation of your stomach, you need to reduce the portions that you eat and so on and so forth and take your time coming back, starting out with protein shakes, which, is, you know, I do anyway. So I was like, man, this is kind of what I would do anyway when I was going to lose weight. But more importantly for me, I was like, I like barbecue too much and I want to be able to eat ribs and, you know, brisket and all of these things that, that I enjoy. 
And so I just had to level set. And I said, you know, my doctor said a pretty innocuous statement, but yet it was pretty profound uh, in the, in the end result. And what she said to me was, I'm not asking you not to eat the food you like. I'm just asking you to eat a little bit less of it. And that for whatever reason that resonated with me and my arrogance, I was like, I can lose weight without having any help. And pretty much I decided that day that I was just going to lose weight. And, uh, you know, I started walking and what I did, all I did was like walk for two minutes. I walked to the corner and back to my house. It was a two minute walk. But what I was trying to drive was a repetition. So I would do it every day. Then a great friend of the show, Brandon Watson, um, said, gave me, he, you know, he was said he was proud because we had talked about it on our other show. And he said, listen, get a calendar. And he, and every time, every day that you walk, mark an X on the calendar. And eventually what will happen is you'll have a string of days with X's. And the way my brain works is I don't want to see any days that doesn't have an X. So it kind of helps reinforce getting into a routine. But then I started thinking I've done been down this path before. I went super hardcore while I was eating like turkey sandwiches and for lunch protein shakes for, for dinner and then crazy workouts. And yeah, it worked. I was super strong and lost a ton of weight, but it, it just wasn't comfortable. And I said, this time around, I'm getting older. I want to be more comfortable. So I want to eat the foods that I like. And so barbecue being one of my favorites, I just sat out and I was like, okay, let's see how we can a create barbecue items that are, you know, that I can, can I make them with the and reduce the amount of extra calories that they would bring. And then B, and obviously, and still tastes good, but B, what else can I do? Oh, yeah, limit the portion size of this. So if I was to order ribs, instead of getting a full rack, I would get a half rack, you know what I mean? And and stuff like that. So for folks that are, in, and the reason why I wanted to have this conversation was because you know, I know there's plenty of people, especially coming out, the, out of the holidays. You know, January 1st is coming up. People start those New Year's resolutions. People are going to want to lose weight. And so I said, I've lost a significant amount of weight. Let me offer some tips to folks. So really quick before you before you continue, one part is you don't look at this as a diet. This is really just a, for kind of fundamentally a, a lifestyle change. Like you, the li- first lifestyle change is exercise. The next lifestyle change is monitoring either both quantity of food and calorie intake, which I think we'll get to because there was some definite tech that you used um, for that. But you don't look at this as being a diet. No. And everybody, I find it to be so cheesy when you say it, but it's the truth. You know, everybody has these cheesy statements. Oh, it's a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. (laughs) And I just like, you know, I get it. But it, it is really the truth. You, You have to decide that you're going to stick with this. You didn't, you know, I didn't get chubby for no reason, right? I overate. I ate constantly. I didn't always eat the great, the best things. And so in order to make that change, I, you know, I dealt, I got dealt bad cards, strong dude, but I can gain weight if I don't be careful on how much and what I eat. So 
I got dealt those cards. You know, other people can eat whatever they want and just chill and enjoy life. So for me, I, I just, you know, I have to make the change permanent so that I can continue to maintain. And honestly, like I said, it's been four and a half years running and still, still doing my thing. So you do have a goal. I mean, I know you have a goal weight. I think it's like 30 more pounds is like your end goal, right? Yeah. Roughly. Mm-hmm. And just for everybody, just because I find it so amusing, what are you going to eat when you get to that goal weight? Because I know there's a certain burger you want to make. Yeah. So there's two <laughs> things that I'm going to have that I've I've one I've deprived myself of as a as a goal. And the other I saw along the journey and I was like, I'm going to make that. So what I what I deprived myself of is Popeye's chicken, my all time favorite fried chicken out there. I haven't had it since I started this and I want it big time. The second thing is I saw this donut burger. It was a burger where a donut was used as the bun. And I don't know what it is when I saw that. I I got to have it. I got to try it. I love the combination of sweet and savory. I do it a lot in my barbecue. And most people do it in their barbecue. You know, you get the sweet, you get the nice uh, onion powder type flavorings in there. And you get that, that triggers the tongue, the, the juices to flow. But then that sugar hits and you're like, oh, this combination. It's one of my favorite combinations. I want that burger. And I'm going to, and I'm not going to go buy one. I'm going to make my own. And that <laughs> that that is going to be my my big reward. So the, the, the last 30, 35 pounds are proving to be the most challenging because yeah, being this far in, it's like, you know, it, it gets boring. It gets uh, mundane. And so it's just like my weight is up and down, you know, between 10 pounds, 10 to 15 pounds. And uh, but at, at some point I'll I'll buckle down and just, you know, get back to hardcore and and push through. But I wanted to get this. You know, three tips for for beginners when it comes to using barbecue as, uh, you know, during your weight loss journey. And uh, so tip number one is is the most obvious, but it has to be said is to start by reducing your amounts. And the trick that I did to do this, it was hard, but I it, it worked for me was. A, I would order less because if it was in front of me, I was going to destroy it. If I ordered a rack of ribs, the rack of ribs were going to get punished, period. But what I said is I just ordered half rack. And then when I got the half rack, I decided, okay, I'm only going to eat half of the half rack. And then I'm going to push, put, close the box and I'm just going to see how long I can go before I want to eat the rest of those ribs. And it started out shorter, then I pushed myself longer and longer and longer. And what I was trying to do, you know, one of the deficiencies of our bodies is that it never tells us we're full when we're actually full. And so by doing this, I'm trying to give myself time for my body to say, you're good. You're full. Stop eating. And as it started to trigger, then it helped me reduce the amount of food I was intaking at a particular sitting. So give that a shot. You know, folks that are struggling with their portion controls, not only just reduce what you order so it's not there, um, but 
eat half of it and then close the, close whatever the container is, move it away from you, put it you know, upstairs away from you so you don't just nibble on it and then just see, challenge yourself to see how far you can go. Make it a game to see how far you can go before you touch that box again. And then, you know, that, that'll help you out big time. Tip number two that I found when doing barbecue and uh, trying to lose weight, I used Splenda to replace brown sugar, specifically when doing ribs, but also when uh, doing pulled pork. And you know, generally, I will season my ribs, and then I would do the glazed part. So I would put the wrap the ribs in foil, put a little butter in there. And then put some brown sugar in there. And then that would become a glaze that the ribs would cook in. And instead of using the butter and the brown sugar, I would use like a yogurt butter and I would use Splenda. And I'm telling you, I've taken those ribs to tailgates. I've taken them to parties and I didn't say a word. Nobody could tell the difference. Not so, a single sorry, person. Sorry. So the, the 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 tip is not just Splenda, but also Splenda and yogurt butter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. the point is to substitute those two, you know, the sugar and the the butter you would tend to use with, with substitutes that are less caloric. That's okay. what worked for me. It gave me a great taste and nobody could tell the difference uh, when wrapping the ribs and, and when the final ribs was done. Okay. And cool. the, the third thing, part of that is uh, goes along with that, which is to Get away from using barbecue sauces and go with dry rubs. And in the end of this, I'll give a tip from my favorite dry rub for ribs. Whether it just be salt and pepper or you find one in the store that you really like, just make sure it's not loaded with uh, tons of sugar and uh, so that it keeps the calories down. But, you know, dry rub ribs are my favorite now. And it started really, I really, I, I liked them before, even though, I, you know, I don't mind a sauce to rib. But going through this, I actually now prefer a dry rub rib over a sauced rib. A brisket, I would never, I don't sauce my brisket. So I just do, you know, salt and pepper on top. But, you know, I have brisket rubs that I've used as well. Uh, Pulled pork, I will do a nice rub over top. Um, Sometimes, like, if I'm baking it for other people, I will glaze it and try to make a nice bark on the outside. Other than that, I, I just I'm good without sauce. And for my and even for pulled pork, instead of using barbecue sauce, I would just kind of take some mustard, add in some of the rub that I used to the mustard, and then I would put uh, Splenda in it to give it like a sweet and tangy. And I would just do like a mustard based, or I would just leave the mustard out, just take some vinegar, and uh, mix it up and do like a vinegar based kind of with with Splenda and some and some dry rub. And that would just give me that that tang that I like because I tend to like more North Carolina style uh, barbecue anyway. That would give me that flavoring that I want on on top of my uh, pulled pork. So those three tips, I think, are a pretty solid start or just to kind of a way to get your mind around how you can incorporate eating your favorite barbecue while trying to lose weight. And And just to be clear, there is a with the Splenda tip. There's a brown sugar Splenda. Cause I, the, my main was just spinning. I'm like, Splenda doesn't look anything like brown sugar, but there is a bl- brown sugar Splenda that you use. That's right? not what I use though. So I want to be oh. clear. I'm glad you brought oh, it up. Okay. So right. the brown sugar Splenda is reduced because if I'm not mistaken, you can look it up for me real quick. 
the brown sugar Splenda is actually brown sugar cut with Splenda. So it's not as much brown sugar as you would normally get, hence the reduction in calories. Okay. Where I would just use Splenda because when you're done with using brown sugar, you don't see the brown sugar. It pretty much melts, right? Well, when you use the Splenda, it uh, mixes with the juices that are naturally done out of the meat. Okay. And so you don't see anything on top. So you never see the brown sugar and you're never going to see the Splenda. All right, but cool. you will get that that sweetness that you want. Now, I've also used, uh, for those folks that are super health conscious, don't want to use Splenda, I have used uh, Stevia and monk fruit as well. It tasted okay. fine. To me, not quite as good, but it will give you the sweet you're looking for to go along with the savory. And you, even when you go to Starbucks now and you order a coffee, you are a, a Splenda and a monk fruit or what is it? Yeah. Called? So I get the Stevia. Stevia. Uh, thank you. I get the Stevia because their Stevia is mixed with monk fruit. Most of the times you see Stevia is mixed with monk fruit and that's just a natural sweetener. And then I'll usually just go like one or two Splendas along with that as opposed to going all Stevia monk fruit because sometimes the Stevia for me has like a, a slight aftertaste. But it seems to be cut when I put when I uh, add Splenda to them. So okay. it, and it may and that's the way I drink it now. I won't drink it with regular sugar anymore. All right. Well, that's yeah. That's probably a good one to know. So, um, and I missed. I was writing down the tips because I didn't want to lose them all. And I feel there's four tips there because I feel the yogurt versus regular butter is a is probably. And I think you used the bumbling brown or something like that. That's uh, correct. Bromelin yeah. brown. Yeah. Bromelin brown. All right, and. Then you have your Splenda tip. You have your um, dry rub versus barbecue sauce. What was the first one again? Oh, reduction in in uh, oh, quantity. Yeah, reducing yeah. the quantity. All right, cool. Yep. Yeah, I think those are all good good uh, good tips for everybody to get started. So let's get. It. I mean, should we talk a little bit about preparation of the food? Or you're saying really your overall preparation didn't change except for what you put in it. Yeah, so prep wise, it didn't really uh, uh, didn't much change. Whether I was making brisket or whatever, um, in the end, it's more the the secondary parts, the stuff that takes your food to the next level. The, the barbecue sauce, you know, the glazing or the you know just you know replacing that stuff with a dry rub instead, and a good dry rub that you know sometimes sometimes you you put the rub on and it cooks in, but there are dry rubs out there um, that you use that you. Yeah, when the barbecue is done, you actually coat it again with that rub on top of it. Rendezvous is a classic example of that because that that rub is man, they just they hit it off with that one. So yeah, and I'll I'll definitely make sure I link the rendezvous seasoning in the um. In the well, yeah, that was going to be my pick, oh. but uh, yeah, so just go <laughs> ahead right. and trample no, no, all no, no, over no. that. <laughs> how, how about this? We'll hold on. We'll hold on. Talk about the seasoning until the end, but you used apps. Yes, 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 yes. So, of course, you know, obviously the apps we've talked about in the past uh, that goes along with cooking barbecue, I would say the main app I used uh, was MyFitnessPal. And the reason why I liked this app so much is, A, most of the foods you eat have been entered by somebody else. So, it you know, one of the... One of the challenges when people use apps or they want to track what they eat, and I recommend definitely tracking what you eat. Uh, that was a, a big tip that I got from Allison Sheridan. Um, track everything you eat. But the it becomes a hassle 
because you have to look it up. Then you're trying to look up how many calories it is and, you know, portions and all that stuff. The cool, the two cool things that my fitness pal does is one, it has such a database that it makes it easy to find what you're looking for. And then you can just change the portion. Even if it's not exact, you can find something close. And uh, B, you can, uh, once you, if you have to make a recipe, so like, let's say every day or every other day, you, you, you let's say you do a barbecue and you smoke some ribs and you smoke some brisket. And on day one, you're going to have some ribs and a side. And on day two, you're going to have pull, pull, uh, sorry, a uh, brisket and a side. Well, you can just make a meal and then you just grab the meal and put it back in. You know what I mean? And then boom, you're done. You're done entering and seeing it visually, how much you actually ate definitely plays a role in controlling what you eat and how much of it you eat, right? Because a lot of times we'll snack and we forget that we snack. Like, oh, this is only 200 calories. Oh, I'll just have this. It's only 200 calories. Oh, I'll just snack on this. It's only 200. And before you know it, you didn't put away an entire meal, 600 calories, and you haven't even eaten yet, right? Yep. So being, being able to use MyFitnessPal as a app to track, definitely a plus application and, and a, to me, a must if you want to be successful and, and make it easy. The second thing I use was a decent scale. And I don't care. It, it didn't have to be like the most expensive scale that was crazy accurate. Right. And I'm talking about a weight scale uh, for yeah. weight. All I did was I got on the scale. I said, this is what this scale says I weigh. Going forward, this is what I'm going to use as my basis for tracking my progress. But... And I want to say this, you cannot become a slave to the scale, right? So before when I lost a ton of weight, I would be on the scale every day, three times a day. I stopped that. And sometimes I'm like, I feel like I put on like two or three pounds this week. I didn't eat as well. I would want to jump on the scale. I've refused that. I weigh myself on the same day, on the say around the same time every week. And that is my guide. And that just keeps me sane. Because, you you know, if you're going to make a lifestyle change, you can't do something that you can't maintain. And so, you know, driving yourself crazy, jumping on the scale all the time. And then you're like, oh, I blame the barbecue. No, no, just chill. You're going to have weeks where, you know, you maybe had a little, a little extra. You were stressed out. You're retaining more water. All these things. So many other factors to weight. Then, and I'm no expert. I just know what I've what what worked for me and what I went through. And so I'm just passing these tips on to my friends. So hey, really quick, um, as it related to um, the, my fitness pal, and just, cause I think it's a really important when you're thinking about what you're going to put in there. Um, it, there is a bit of a burden, but I, I would imagine one, you found there was a repetitive nature. Like if every morning in the morning you get up and eat eggs, it, there, you didn't have to go search for eggs every single time. You just put one egg or two eggs or three eggs. And if you always used this particular cheddar cheese, you were able to select frequently use things quickly. But did you also put in beverages you consumed? Like, was it like how far, did, how far down the rabbit hole did you go about, about recording what you were consuming? So I didn't doing anything that had calories unless it was coffee, right? Cause cream has calories. So I would record my coffees and the only from a beverage standpoint, I would record my water intake because I wanted to make sure I drank a certain amount of water per day. How, how much were you trying to consume in water? So for me, I wanted to drink 
at least 64 ounces, so two 32-ounce bottles. And the way I would accomplish that was I would get up in the morning. all day? Yeah. (laughs) I would get up in the morning, and I would put away a 32-ounce bottle. So I would take any medication I have for the day, and then I would just, you know, sip that bottle or drink the whole bottle all at once, get it out of the way. The uh, Then I would make another bottle and I would sip that through the day, you know. Um, and sometimes to get started, because I absolutely hate water, I would say if I drank the first bottle with just plain water, the second bottle I'd mix with the crystal light, right? So I would reward myself for putting away the first bottle. But you have to be careful with your rewards because sometimes rewards become the norm. So, so in other words, you didn't reward yourself with a, a whole gallon of, uh, um, what is it? What's your favorite? Mint chocolate chip ice cream? No, right. It's like, <laughs> good job oh, drinking that water, boy. <laughs> that's probably another good one that you you do like ice cream, like any like most people, and that is a weakness. But you found some good ice creams as well along the way that were safe to eat. Yeah, as a side note, um, you, you, you got to – there are things you got – just like when you – uh, switch from Android to iPhone or vice versa. You, you got to find things that substitute your, your, the way you use the, the previous version, the f- previous phone. Same thing with, uh, dieting, right? You, it, some things you just have to find replacements for that you, that are tolerated. And for me, Halo Top ice cream was the best tasting low calorie ice cream I've ever had. Period. There's not much else to say. It's called Halo Top. A lot of grocery stores sell it. Like the whole little pint is like 300 for mint chocolate chip, which is my favorite ice cream. is like 320 calories. I can do that. Right. I may reduce something else in another department just to make sure I fit it in, whatever my caloric goal for the day is. And I just use calories. Do whatever you want. I just use calories just because it's easy for me. You know, I did a calculation in my fitness pal. I said, I want to lose this amount of weight in this amount of time. It comes back and says, here's how many calories you can eat throughout the day, uh, every day to lose that weight. And then it also then factors in exercise. So obviously, if you exercise, you burn more calories. So that ups the amount of calories you can eat. But I just did the opposite. I just said, if I burn more calories throughout the day, that's just a bonus to me in losing weight. <laughs> you know what I mean, I didn't necessarily say. But if I had a day where I wanted Halo Top ice cream. I didn't worry about it, right? Because I knew I exercised that day. So that's just how I did it. But uh, so, yeah, get yourself yourself a decent scale that works is uh, and, you know, keep it in a place where you can just hit it, get your numbers, get off of it, right? And you can put those numbers in my fitness pal and it'll track your progress. The other scale, and this is a, you should have anyway, but you definitely need yourself a nice food scale, one that you keep in the kitchen. And here's why. So oftentimes you'll see a chicken breast has 220 calories. So you go out and you get a chicken breast, you cook that bad boy up and you devour and you're like, this is delicious. And it was only 200 calories. But what you don't pay attention to is how many ounces that they're they're basing that 200 calories on. And while you may go get a chicken breast and let's be honest, you go to Costco and these grocery stores and these chicken breasts are monsters and they're like 12 ounces. So you actually ate double the amount of calories that you intended to. 
and you didn't realize it. So what I would do is if I, I would smoke a bunch of chicken breasts and then I would cut them to get them exactly to whatever ounces that I want to use. So in most cases, I think it was like six ounces because that kept the calories simple, but, um, I would cut them. So if that put them on a scale and they were 12, I would lop off, you know, whatever I needed, half of it, or if it was eight, lop off, you know, just a little bit of it to get it down to six so that it would, each serving was accurate so that I could really keep track. And again, this is an extra level, but it's what I did. And, um, and that, you know, and essentially I would take the pieces that I cut off and then make that another serving. Okay. Simple. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I mean, if you're, if you're into cooking in, in any significant manner, you're likely, you know, weighing ingredients. I like this time of year, like I'm getting in the baking mindset, like I'm getting ready to start baking cookies. I bake well over a thousand cookies every holiday season, not just for my family, but we give them out to near our neighbors. So my scale is out during that time where I'm constantly weighing. And I will say always the one best thing you can get in a scale is one that can do it in grams. And can do it in ounces. Um, so that if you're dealing with a recipe where you're looking at something and because yes, you can use Google to convert grams to ounces and stuff like that as you need be, but it's always useful to be able to just toggle between the two. Like, so if you have a, a recipe that's calling for you to build all the stuff, when you get to the end, you need to, you might need to convert it back to your own. So I, I think, uh, that kitchen scale is, it's one of those things that many people don't use in their kitchen often enough. And I, I think it's such a valuable resource to have. Definitely. You know. We're making barbecue, we're making these, you know, for the folks that are listening that are making their own rubs, you know, you can definitely start out by a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But if you're trying to get repetitive with it because you want to make sure that your barbecue is coming out the same way and, you know, you didn't just say, oh, I did a little bit of this last time, but now I did a lot of bit of this and my, you know, the, th- the taste is off. You might want to start weighing your, your ingredients you're putting into your rubs, into your seasonings so that you, you can then adjust exactly what you need to adjust as opposed to, you know, guess to the guesswork that you may be doing. Yeah, no, I agree. So, all right. So the final thing I wanted to discuss, because obviously, you know, you got to exercise, you know, you could essentially just have a reduction in calories. You burn calories throughout the day, talking, walking, you know, shaking hands, whatever. But, I would exercise and what level of exercise you can do obviously is up to you. Hopefully what happens is you start out slow and you build up. Yeah. I started out with a two minute walk and then I built it to a 50 minute walk, you know, so it it can be done. Um, But with that being said, what I did was I started out uh, walking around my neighborhood um, the walks just got a little bit longer, went from the corner to the next corner to the next corner to around the block to around the neighborhood. And it's amazing how many people just wave at you because they're so used to seeing you walk around the neighborhood. Yeah, I've made a ton of friends that I have no idea their names, what they do, <laughs> where they're at. But we see each other every day <laughs> out there walking. Uh, so really cool uh, to get out there and walk. But I also got into weight training. So wait, before you before you come off of walking, I, I think that's. One of the important things I think people struggle with is when they think they have to, they're going to try to lose weight. They think they have to go out and jog. Now, there ah, are tons yeah. of things from couch to 4K if you want to jog. But 
when you're coming from the heights of like, let's say 400 plus 450, or even if you're just a lot heavier than you desire to be, jogging can be very painful on your joints. So um, walking is like they say, if you just walk 15 minutes a day, it's great for your heart. So, you know, if you start with a 15 minute walk and you're like, I can do more than that. Then you go to a 30 minute walk. It helps out 45 an hour. So next thing you know, you're walking an hour after about a month of training and you're, you're able to just go out and do it. What you can add, and I think both Chris and I did this, is you'd go out and walk, and then you start doing interval training. There's really good interval training apps where you can say, I'm going to walk for two minutes, but then I'm going to jog for 15 seconds. And so every two minutes, you're getting hammered to go jog, jog again. Like So it's like this, it's, it's like this sadistic thing. But what you'll notice as you're working out, which I think you saw as well, Chris, is your heart rate slowly starts to climb. So you're burning more calories because you have to recover from that that jog you have um, to do the jog and then you yeah. got to recover from it. And you got to recover, but your heart rate is just slightly higher by the next time you have to jog. And then it never goes all the way back down to if you just walked straight. So it's a fantastic way to, if you want to introduce some jogging into it, start with walking. Cause most people can say, I can walk for 15 minutes straight. I walk through Disney all the time. I can walk for an hour straight and then introduce hit training into it. So you do intervals where it's like walk, jog, walk, jog, walk, jog, or jog, run, jog, run, jog, run. Cause it does alter the, the heart rate as you're, you're doing your exercise. But the, let's be clear. If your joints and your body can't handle it, don't just do it, walk. Don't yeah. Just walk. Just walk. Yeah. And even be, walk on the grass, like, you know, walk um, as much as you can, if you can see like a little bit of grass, walk in the grass, because for me, I definitely took a hit walking on the uh, sidewalks. Here's our concrete. And my, I could definitely feel it in my joints and my arches. Um, you know, I had to get better shoes, um, all of that stuff, but I walked. So and, I was going to add on to your shoes thing is that cr- I would, when I, we would frequently talk as you were exercising and you would start complaining about your arches or complaining about this. And you're like, ah, I got to remember it's time to go get new shoes is your normal like tennis shoes you might buy that you might last you a year and a half, two years. If you're walking an hour a day, they might only last you 30 to 45 days before you're looking to replace it. Cause you replace your shoes pretty quickly, don't you? Yeah. I'm probably at this point, I'm replacing my shoes probably every three months. Yeah. So just uh, keep in mind that if you start to feel that if you're you start off you're fine. Don't ignore the pain. Yeah. Yeah. You start yeah. Don't ignore it because it, it definitely will add up. And it's funny because it may not manifest itself in you know, you're walking, so you might expect to see the pain in your knee or your calf, but all of a sudden your hips and your lower back is hurting you. You know what I mean? Your feet can have crazy effects on where you feel feel pain. So, you know, take your time, get your stretching in, but uh, walk, A, to keep the inflammation down and keep the damage down, and you're still going to get exercise. It's, it's still, it, the idea is just to move and burn calories. So, um, you you know, as you get better, you don't have to go straight to jogging. Like Rod said, use HIT training, you know, high interval training, high impact interval training, uh, but just walk. The, the other nice thing about walking, and I know you want to jump to another topic and I want to make sure we get there. The other great thing about walking is you can do it with a friend. So if you have a friend who's just like, you know what? Cause I, I did this when, um, at a job, we were all saying, let's lose a couple pounds. So I had buddies that I would, we would say, I'm going to meet you tomorrow morning at, you know, 5 a.m. and we're going to go for a walk. So at 5 a.m., I would get out and I start walking and my phone would ring. My bud would call and we would talk the entire walk. Even though I'm not walking where I'm like, you know, out, fully out of breath. 
it was, I had a training partner at 5 a.m. or 5.05. He was expecting to get on the phone with me and we were expecting it. So I had someone who was relying on me. Whereas sometimes when you're going on your own, it's very easy to say, it's a little rainy outside this morning. It's a little chilly. I don't feel like going out. But if you got that partner who is waiting for you, if you don't have that X marking the X's on the day, like Chris described earlier in that internal OCD motivation that Chris has, um, have just getting a partner who holds you accountable. Like, dude, where were you at this morning? I was out walking and didn't have my person to talk to will, will yeah, be helpful. Yeah. And I'm the exact opposite of that. I don't want to be bothered. Yeah, like I don't people. want to talk to anybody. I, I just want to walk, put my podcast on, put on my favorite podcast app, you know, music, whatever, you know, it's amazing. headphones. Um, yeah. And it, you know, we Back in the day, we used to watch stuff. episodes of 24. We get on the elliptical. Oh yes. And, and it would always end. It would always like start like, cause you get on the elliptical for an hour, but the episodes when you had them recorded were only 45 minutes. So you'd perfect. start another episode. You're like, it's just too good to get off. <laughs> so, right. yeah, so you find perfect. yourself staying on longer just to get through. And that's, I think podcasts do that for you as well. Yeah. And bikes and exercise treadmills to me are fine. Uh, elliptical machines, perfectly fine. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I totally derailed you uh, as you wanted. No, to the only, no, I wasn't going to switch. I was just going to finish off with, uh, I definitely got in, got back into weight training uh, for myself. I'm not saying it's mandatory for everybody else, but definitely carrying more muscle can, can help you lose more weight because, you know, you have to maintain that muscle. Um, and, you know, the, the process of building that muscle obviously would help you lose weight. So, um, I started gearing towards exercises that were more full body oriented, uh, like squats. Uh, I, I, you could do deadlifts, but you don't have to. Um, but squats for sure, because your entire muscle groups, back, legs, arms, chest, hips, torso, glutes, feet, everything is involved in doing that exercise. And so for me, activating all of those muscles and getting all of those muscles stronger at the same time translated into increases in bench press and, you know, deadlifts and, uh, shoulder press and stuff like that. So get yourself a physical trainer who can help you do that. If you don't know anything about it, um, or look it up on YouTube, like I did, i never did squats. I always had a big bench, but I never did squats and I never did deadlift. And now and, you're squatting uh, over 420 pounds, right? Well, you know, for a guy my age who's still learning how to do it, I'm pretty happy about that. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's no, it's no, I'm no Olympic lifter. You know what I mean? No, no strong man, but I mean, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but those, but those are the things. I just, you know, as we continue to help people make better barbecue in their backyards, I felt we had a responsibility to make sure people are also staying healthy while doing it. So, and I was able to use barbecue as a catalyst, uh, to help facilitate the weight loss along with some fantastic apps and some, uh, pretty cool tech devices like my scale that I have that I use and, and like the, both in my kitchen and the one I use for, uh, there was a monitor my weight. There's a tech show. Um, um, uh, this week in tech, Leo Laporte, he at one time had a scale that when you got on it, it immediately tweeted out your weight. <laughs> so, but it, it was the idea was to have community hold you accountable. So if you got on the scale and said you weigh, you know, say uh, 280 pounds and then tomorrow you get on, it says you weigh 200 and you're 72 pounds. 
there's that recognition of you lost eight pounds and everybody knows. But after Thanksgiving, when it says you weigh 284 pounds, it says you gained four pounds. So it's like the public shaming of, dude, get back on your game. You can't gain the weight. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I will say there's a level of accountability to get on the scale and it just immediately puts out on your Twitter your weight. Like, I just got on my scale and this is what I weigh compared to yesterday, for example. So what I take from that is be honest in what your <laughs> needs are. No, not even in your weight, but in uh, in what your needs are to be successful, Yeah, right? A lot of us think we can just do this or we can just do that. And we know for a fact we can't. We need motivation. We need somebody to push us. We don't need somebody to push us. We just need to be left alone. Just be honest with yourself as to what your needs are and you'll have way more success. But don't think that, you know, you want to drop some pounds after the holidays that you have to cut out all this barbecue and all the stuff that we're talking about on this show. No, you can actually eat it, you know, and and just just change it. Like for me, I love smoking a brisket. And then for lunch, I'll have like four slices of brisket, a couple of ounces, and a salad. Boom. Or if I make coleslaw, I'll make my coleslaw without mayo. I'll make it with uh, mustard instead. And then add in some, you know, some Splenda for the sweet, some onion powder, some other some of some of the dry rub in the in the coleslaw. And now I got a way healthier coleslaw than than I was than you would typically get. And the perfect side with pulled pork, right? So, and pulled pork really doesn't have a ton of calories to it. All right, look on look on my fitness pal. You'll see. Yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a, a good journey for anybody to get on, and I'd be it'd be interested in anybody who decides if you got to take a take Chris up on some of his uh, the journey he did in your effort to lose weight. Um, I'm sure he would love to get some uh, tweets from people saying, "Hey, how do you deal with?" problem acts of, of uh, when you're cooking this. Cause uh, I know that you, again, it's been a four year journey for you and it was I've helped I wanna, a lot of people. Yeah. You want to eat what you love, but I need to modify it so that rather than saying I have to massively cut the portion of this I eat because it's so from a calorie standpoint, so bad that I can modify it so I can eat it still a decent portion and get enough of it. Um, but also massively reduce the caloric intake of that individual item. And again, you chose calories as your heavy focus. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on my caloric burn. I'm going to focus on my caloric intake. And as long as every day I'm operating in a negative situation, I'm losing weight. Yep. That's it. Simple. Now I, I, I do want to point something out just because everybody doesn't know what your bench is. Your squat is significantly lower than your max bench ever was. That's correct. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. I was like sitting there pondering. I was like, I swore he was benching like over 500 pounds at one point I in time. Was. I was like. My max was a 515-pound bench press. Yeah. Never squatted anything like that. I've actually deadlift 527. So my deadlift did surpass my – and that was a year ago. So my deadlift did surpass – my max bench ever and my max bench is nowhere near there i think i'm sitting around 360 right now getting old sucks but uh my deadlift my deadlift is sub 500 right now but my squat seems to be on the rise so you know i take i take the wins where i can get them well consider how much weight you've lost it's okay to be a shell of the band you used to be (laughs) 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 no it's uh honestly it was it was one of those things that like um 
a really close friend of ours, Ron, and I would always talk and like, just we got to figure out how to get him to lose weight because what we never wanted to see was losing one of our closest friends, you know, somebody you value in your life to a, a heart attack too early in life. And I will say watching the journey over the last four years, it's uh, it's it lets you know that you're going to have your friend around for a lot longer. And that's yeah. that's what matters. And I never got sick and never had any ish health issues. But I was lucky, right? Because that's not the case for everybody. It just, I just got tired of it and just made the decision. It was like, it was time, you know, a couple of that with, you know, having a bit of an arrogance in me, whereas like, you're suggesting I need surgery. No, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know what I mean? Whatever it takes. And honestly, if you listen to this episode and it, it's, it sets a seed in your mind, uh, down the road, you get started. I'm always going to be here. You can always hit me up on Twitter. Uh, for help or some questions and and stuff like that. I'm happy. To, I, I'll talk that stuff all day because it's a, it's a fun conversation for me. If you're getting started right after the first, if you're getting started now or if you're in the middle of it, you know, let, you know good luck to you. Uh, you can do it. And if you have any questions about things that I did, by all means, hit me up. I'll, I'll answer anything. Now, I, I screwed up your pick earlier, but you wanted to pick uh, a dry rub seasoning. So I'll let you, yes. uh, I'll let you do that. So my pick is Rendezvous Dry Rub Seasoning. Now, Rendezvous is a dry rub that comes out of Memphis, Tennessee. And these guys have a, they have a restaurant there that I was fortunate to eat at. But I was using the dry rub for years before I actually ate at the restaurant. Rod actually introduced me to the rub. And it has become my go-to rub for ribs, but I've actually used it on pulled pork. I have used it on brisket, although I don't prefer it on brisket. I don't go out and order a whole case. I order it by the case. Rod orders it by the case, but it's not for everyone. You know, so I have suggested it to people who didn't like it, Allison, but uh, her husband, Steve, loved it. You know what I mean? So it's not forever. So order one. Yeah, and see if you like it. But for me, I really liked it. Uh, These guys will load up the ribs with the rendezvous seasoning. They'll put it on the smoker. As it's smoking, they'll put some more rub on it. And then when they serve it to you, they put some more rub on it. And people buy the rub. uh, When they ship it to you, if you order directly from them and they ship it to you, they generally include popcorn bags of popcorn with the rub on the popcorn. So you can put it on anything. I love it on coleslaw. You know, one day, one episode, we're going to talk about doing uh, vegetarian food on a smoker. And I've put it on tofu as well. If you're looking for a ready-made dry rub that I think is pretty good, uh, check out the Rendezvous dry rub seasoning. All right. I think we have a lot of picks and tips. And just so everybody is aware, we do... Uh, have a website, barbecueandtech.com, obviously, because you guys have been buying up the cutting boards, which is getting us to make some new ones. But uh, if you head over there and you see one of the episodes, if you want links to anything that we're talking about here, I do try to link mostly everything in there from the Krispy Kreme donut burger to the scales to the rendezvous. Everything is, uh, we try to put links in there so that you have a little bit of an easier time going and identifying those things. For everybody who's been helping support the show, whether you're doing it through Patreon, doing it through buying uh, stuff that we build, um, either whether it be T-shirts, the cigar ashtrays, or the cutting boards, we we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we are working feverishly to try to get the store restocked with uh, new items because uh, unfortunately Still some only stuff two on us, there, but yes, we only two uh, of us building it, so it takes right. a little while. And uh, honestly, like it's funny, I was building a cutting board for, I had two friends commissioned two cutting boards for me over the, that I started 
about a week ago. And from start to finish, a cutting board, like especially with end grain with multiple glue ups can, can take you better part of a week of whether it be wait time for gluing or, or soaking it in mineral oil to waiting for it to drain to waxing it and then putting it in a box and sending it out. So you, from start to finish, from cutting and gluing and all that stuff, there's, there's a lot of wait time, but, um, we're definitely working to, to get the store restocked quickly, especially because we know it's the holiday times. Yep. Um, definitely. That was, was awesome, man. I, I, I'm glad you got to share, uh, your weight loss journey with everybody and, uh, letting them know that, it, you know, you can you can do it on your own if you want to. You don't need to jump into surgery. And uh, if you need, but a if friend, you do, by all means, go go get it done. You know, what I mean? yeah. I'm not knocking the surgery because I've done quite a few people that got it done and they're super happy and lost a ton of weight. So, uh, uh, but either way, there are you can still eat your favorite barbecue while losing weight. It can definitely be done. Awesome. I'm living proof. Until next episode, peace out. Man. We out. Peace. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with bowl and branches organic cotton sheets in a recent customer survey 96 percent replied that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee plus get 15 percent off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details